When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 216. This episode is brought to you by our friends at IEW, Institute for Excellence in Writing. They have a very generous giveaway going on right now until June 27th. You can enter to win their new course, Introduction to Public Speaking, which is a $99 value. It's the perfect course for your middle and high school students. If you want to take a peek inside the course and enter the giveaway, then head on over to 41more.com forward slash IPS. That's 41more.com forward slash IPS. Welcome to episode 216. The show notes are at 41more.com forward slash 216. Today, I'm going to talk about the 25 things I don't buy with homeschooling, how I save money and space. And the funny thing is, this is a flip side of like a how to be a thrifty homeschooler. You know, the how to's are what you should be doing. And this episode is more like, don't do these things. Don't buy these things. And so if you're thinking about homeschooling and you're you know, you're like, how are we going to afford this? And maybe you're a stay-at-home mom like I am. I mean, we've been married, um, oh my goodness, how many years now? Let's see. I got to do the quick math in my head. 24 years this summer, and we've always been a one-income family. When my husband was in grad school, I was teaching, and then I stayed home and had my babies and homeschooled them. And he's been, you know, the sole provider ever since. So it can be done, but you might have to be a little smart with what you buy, or in this case, what you don't buy. So you may see a lot of shiny things out there, everyone telling you in order to be a homeschooler, you need to do this or buy this, or you know you have to have a full-fledged library in your home. It's not true. Now, are those things nice? Yes. Can you buy these things? Of course you can. If you can afford them and you want them and it makes your homeschooling easier, go for it. But if you're on a shoestring budget and if you're trying to cut costs, which a lot of us are right now, These are the 25 things that you might want to eliminate from your homeschool shopping list. So are you ready to dive in? We're going to talk about things related to curriculum and then more general educational resources. And then finally, all the extras. So here are the 25 things I don't buy with homeschooling. And this is how I save money and space. All right, the first thing that I don't buy are expensive curriculum packages. This even includes full grade level curriculum, right? So sixth grade, everything in a box from a really you know, famous, well-known publisher in the homeschool world. I don't buy those things. They can be really expensive. You can be spending over a thousand bucks per kid. I've never spent that much. So once again, don't feel bad if you do these things and you can afford it. I'm not saying you, no one should. I'm just saying if you're trying to be thrifty like I am, 
this is what I don't buy. Expensive curriculum packages. This also includes curriculum that requires a chunky teacher's manual. A lot of times those are expensive curriculums and I just don't want to deal with the chunky manual. So instead, obviously look for free or affordable online resources, use libraries, look on Facebook for those homeschool marketplace buy and sell groups. You can get used stuff really for really good pricing there. Even eBay, go ahead and find it used. There's no problem with using used, which brings us to the second thing I don't buy is brand new textbooks. I just don't see if you can borrow from another family. I know I've lent out a few teachers, um, manuals for like fix it grammar this year. I've lent them out to my friends so they don't have to buy them. Like see if you can trade among your network of homeschool friends. And so, you know, look for used textbooks or borrow them. The third thing I don't buy in relationship to curriculum is multiple sets of textbooks. So even if we're having multiple ages learning together, we just share. And this is where you can get one resource as a spine. So say you're using mystery of history and you're teaching four kids together, which we did for years and years and years. I just bought one set. I never bought multiple stuff. And if you're like, well, everyone needs their own student pack or workbook, you can use notebooking instead. And then all you're doing is buying one spine and everyone's notebooking what they're learning. You could do this for, you know, elementary science. You just pick one spine, like an apologia book or some living book, a nature study book and have everyone notebook. And then that's really um, inexpensive. The next thing I don't buy are pre-packaged curriculum kits. A lot of times, you know, they want to sell you manipulatives or they want to sell you the science kit that goes with the science book. Um, I just don't buy those because I find that I can piece them together myself using free resources or find them used again or just come up with my own solutions. So if you're looking to save money, that's another thing you can cut out from your list. Okay, what about unnecessary workbooks? Once again, figure out if workbooks are truly essential for your curriculum or if you can use alternative methods instead. I've talked and written extensively about why I don't tend to use printables in my homeschool and what you could use instead of a big pile of worksheets. So look for those posts if you want to learn more about other methods that you can use instead of workbooks. Now, you don't need a lot of consumables. Use notebooking instead. I've already mentioned that. My one exception is my elementary math work texts. Uh, we use BJU Press for elementary math. You might use something else, but I feel like elementary math, yeah, that's a good one because you do want your kids to be writing in them and be able to do their math that way. So I feel like that's my one exception, but in general, I don't get tons of workbooks. And then two more things in this curriculum category. Another thing that I don't buy are any brand name homeschooling materials. You don't have to get the latest and greatest from every famous company that you're seeing on Facebook right now. You just don't. You can piece it together. You can do your own thing. You can pick and choose and make a really great eclectic homeschooling plan. You don't have to buy everything from the really famous big box publisher. And then finally, I stay away from multiple curriculum options for each subject. That means I try to choose, for example, you know, uh, what I want to use for history for the elementary years, and I try to stick with that. Now, if I change my mind and we go with something else, I don't keep that stuff on my shelf. I usually sell it because we can become curriculum hoarders. And I figure even if my grandkids homeschool someday, there's probably going to be 
really great new updated additions or better resources for them, they're not going to want my old 20-year-old homeschooling books. So I just sell them and recoup the money. So don't get like three different science options and five different history options. Like try to narrow it down and that'll help you save money as well. So what do you think? Did you figure out any things that you could stop doing in order to save money? We just went through, let's see, seven or so items here under curriculum. And I think that's a huge part of where people spend a lot of money. And sometimes people spend you know, a thousand bucks on one kid and then they find out they don't even like the way the curriculum works. So try not to put a lot of money in something if you're not sure it's going to work well for you. But those are some of my recommendations for eliminating from your shopping list in a way you can save a lot of money as a homeschool mom. All right. Now, homeschool educational resources are another sore spot because it can be a lot of fun buying a ton of awesome educational materials and resources, the things that aren't the textbooks, the things that aren't the curriculum, but all the fun extras. This is where classroom teachers end up spending a ton of their money is all the fluff and fun stuff to make homeschooling fun. But If you need to cut back, here are some more things that you can eliminate from your uh, shopping list. Are you ready? Here's one that I always laugh at when um, I talk to new homeschool moms, and that would be fancy homeschooling planners, right? Everyone feels like they need to go out and buy this really expensive homeschool planner because it tells you that it's going to keep you organized, and you think you have to write in every day of the homeschool year, every single thing your kids are going to learn. You have to sit down and plan out your entire year. Oh, if you love that, do it. Most people, it's it's too much work. You don't stick with the plan because homeschooling is unpredictable. And, you know, I always say you can throw out the teacher planner. You're not a classroom teacher. You don't need to plan out your entire year. Just find a system that keeps you on track, like a flexible schedule. Maybe use work boxes, maybe use Trello, but throw out the fancy homeschool planner. You could find free printable ones online if you really want to, or use digital organization tools like Trello, like I've already mentioned, instead of purchasing expensive planners. What about all the fancy school supplies? You really can stick to basic essentials like pens and pencils and papers and notebooks instead of buying trendy or unnecessary items. All right, this is going to hurt some of you, but you don't need all the excessive arts and crafts materials. You need the basics, construction paper, glue, scissors, markers. You don't have to go buy the fancy art supplies or the really trendy things. You don't need to. How about high-end electronics? You really can pick just the functional things. If you just need a tablet or just a simple laptop for your kids to get on a class they're taking, you don't need the most expensive high-end electronics, so you don't. How about expensive science lab equipment? We have used for years and years a microscope we found at the thrift store. Oh, who knows how much it was. I'm going to bet it was less than $5 because I bought it a long time ago at a thrift store. And it's been, it's been just fine. Many experiments you can conduct just using household items and inexpensive materials. So you really don't need to go spending a ton of money on science lab equipment. How about all the unnecessary teaching aids? You know, sometimes they look fun, like all the schooly charts, schoolish charts and educational um, resources you hang on your wall or whatever. 
Most of us don't want our house looking like an elementary classroom. That's number one. Number two, are they really effective as a teaching aid? Maybe don't waste your money on them. If you really want charts and stuff and maps and things like that, check out Pretty Nerdy Press on on Etsy. They have beautiful educational resources that don't make your house look like a first grade classroom. Here are the final two items you can probably take off your educational resources shopping list. That would be multiple sets of reference books. So, you know, like those beautiful things like an animal encyclopedia, like you may feel like you have to buy all those things so your kids have them right on the ready. You really can just, you know, borrow them from the library when you're studying animals or use the internet for researching. Or if you really must have the latest and greatest of these certain reference books or these beautiful books that you're going to look at over and over, use them as gifts for birthdays or holidays. Mention them to the grandparents and say, hey, we really would like this for our homeschool library. Could you guys buy you know, this set of books for our kids for Christmas? And they're going to use this for years to come. So don't necessarily take it out of your homeschooling budget if you can't afford it. Think of a more creative way to get your reference books or other books that you really want to have. And then finally, you probably don't need to buy unnecessary standardized testing materials. Of course, check what the requirements are for the states where you live, but you can find low cost practice tests. You can find sample questions online. If you really want to know how your child is doing and you're not required to do a test, don't bother because, you know, homeschool moms, we know how our kids are doing. We usually don't need a fancy test to tell us how our kids are doing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, we've done about 15 things you don't need to buy. I don't buy these things and I'm passing along this advice to you. Here's our last 10 and they fall into the category of extra. They're not the curriculum, they're not the educational resources, but they're kind of extra stuff that if we're not careful, I guess we could spend more on this category than we even do on curriculum, which is a funny thought. But what about this one, a dedicated homeschooling space? You can spend a ton of money renovating your house, buying new furniture for this big fancy homeschool room. I mean, most of us have seen drool-worthy photos on Pinterest or Facebook, or if you're on Instagram and you see them there, I'm sure all the time. I mean, people have gorgeous homeschool rooms and you can feel a twinge of jealousy when all your kids do is sit at the boring kitchen table. (laughs) That's what my kids do. But if you don't have the space, you don't have the money, you don't have the budget, you don't have to make a dedicated homeschooling space and you don't have to buy new furniture for it and make it look like it's in a decorating magazine. I mean, you can convert an existing area of your home into a learning space if you really want to. I find that most kids do just fine at the kitchen table and then you're in the hub of the home and you can get some stuff done in the kitchen while you're still close by to help everyone with their schooling. So, I mean, that can save a lot of money for some of you just don't bother with it if it's not something you can afford. Even costly field trips, you don't need to spend money on them. There's so many things that are free if you just do a little digging. Find local attractions and parks and community events for free. Here is another funny one, a personal laminator. How many of you have been homeschooling 
And the first thing you bought was a personal laminator because you're like, well, I'm a teacher and I've got to laminate everything. (laughs) This is a hilarious one to me. I don't know why. I've never had a laminator and I've never missed it. I mean, you could use a local print shop or office supply store for occasional laminating needs. I've always used the old method of like contact paper, clear contact paper over something. And that basically laminates it for really cheap. But that's a funny one. You don't have to spend money on a laminator. You can still homeschool successfully without one. And then what about other unnecessary homeschooling gadgets? I mean, whiteboards and other teaching aids. I mean, manipulatives even. You don't even need anything fancy. Kids do really well with buttons and coins and, you know, little toys you already have around the house. That's all you need. Okay, what about this one? Expensive online subscriptions. This can be tricky. Like, Sometimes we do want to spend some money on a really good online subscription. Sometimes it's just not worth it because you can do the same kind of things on free educational websites. Or, I mean, maybe this is a little sketchy. I don't know. I mean, if they offer a free trial period without making you pay for it, go ahead and do something for two weeks and take advantage of a free trial. Nothing mean, you know, there's nothing that says you have to go ahead and commit to a paid subscription. If they offer the free trial, go ahead and use those. Um, this is a funny one. Homeschooling themed clothing. I mean, that's a lot of fun, you know, homeschool specific t-shirts and stuff, but you don't have to buy any of that. Your kids are home. Honestly, you don't have to spend a ton of money on school clothes. And I think that's one place we can save a lot of money compared to uh, families sending their kids off to school who feel like, well, my kid needs to look a certain way so that, you know, it looks like he's not shopping from the Goodwill bins, which I don't think there's anything wrong with the Goodwill bins, but (laughs) you might not want your kid to look like that. Whatever. You don't need to spend money on homeschooling themed clothing or, you know, really expensive clothing if you don't want to. What about things like overpriced educational toys? Here's a really tricky one. I mean, if there's really an overpriced educational toy you think you can't live without, again, ask the grandparents if they'll buy it for Christmas. But usually it's a lot better to pick open-ended toys that allow your kids to foster their creativity and learning rather than the pricey branded toys. All right, here's a tricky one too. Professional development workshops. You can find plenty of paid um, workshops, seminars, uh, all of that stuff, conferences, you know, and and I'm not saying don't ever go to a conference. Obviously, that's going to cost money. It's valuable. It is valuable. But if you're looking for ways you can cut costs and you still want to learn, but you don't want to pay for these admission tickets, there are lots of free or very low cost webinars, workshops, seminars, conferences in the homeschool world. A lot of them are online. I share a lot of them with my email subscribers. If you're not on my list, Jump on the list at 41more.com forward slash email. Look for a local homeschooling support group because that's a great way to get some professional development help. And of course, you're already listening to the best free professional development help there is, which is podcasts. You know, put a bunch of great podcasts in your queue and every week while you're doing the dishes or walking the dog or whatever you're doing, listen to some podcasts. That's a free way to get some great professional development Okay, I think we have two more and then we're going to hit our 25 things you don't need to buy anymore. So what about subscriptions to multiple homeschooling magazines? I don't know. How many of you subscribe to homeschooling magazines? I mean, there are some big popular ones in the homeschool world. They do have really great information, but if you can't afford it, you don't need it. 
consider borrowing magazines from your friends. You can a lot of times access them online. Um, so toss those subscriptions if they're not fitting into your budget. And then finally, you don't need things like extravagant reward systems for your kids that are going to cost you a ton of money. Um, you know, even with chore systems, which I talk about a lot, I mean, you can be if you want to pay your kids for chores, so they learn how to manage money. It doesn't have to be a ton of money. You know, you can do that still on a very inexpensive budget. So just make simple homemade reward systems instead of reverting to costly things. Well, I do know that we went through a lot in a little short period of time because I didn't want to keep you on for an hour while I talked about 25 things, but I did want to hit 25 things because I think I wanted to show you that you really can homeschool without all the bells and whistles. It doesn't need to be expensive. Now, I know that every family's homeschooling needs are different. Your kids might need some more expensive curriculum because they just do, or you really might need to invest in something that I'm not investing in. That's okay. And if you buy some of these things, I'm not bashing you either. I'm just trying to give families options and to show them, hey, you don't need to spend a ton of money to be able to homeschool. So figure out your specific situation. Obviously, prioritize your spending based on what works best for you and your children. Your budget's different than mine. So go for what fits you, but don't ever feel sucked into, oh, I've got to buy all this stuff if I'm homeschooling because everyone is. They really aren't. And so get yourself out of that FOMO mentality, fear of missing out. You're not missing out. (laughs) Uh, If you want to know the only two things you need to start homeschooling, I have a post about that, which I will link to in the show notes. You really can homeschool very simply and on a very tight budget. We've done it for years and years and years. So these are the 25 things I don't buy. And this is how I save money and space by not investing in these things that will cause me mental clutter, physical clutter, and cost me money that I don't have. So head on over to the show notes to see some positive spins on how to actually homeschool on a budget. Some of the positive things you can do to be saving money for your family. You can find those in the show notes at 411more.com forward slash 216. Thanks for joining us today. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.